Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. If there's one common thread, it might be that men perceive church as too feminine. We have to be aggressive in the world when it's appropriate. We are warriors. One, two, three. Warriors! You are a real man when you commit to study God's word and you commit to being conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the biblical perspective on being a man. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, it is Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. Okay, I'm going to ask this kid something. We'll see if I'm just dopey. Young man, I got a question for you on the radio. All right. I could, where are you from? Uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, I or, know. But, uh, Marietta. Okay, your nationality. You look like you're uh, Chinese, Korean. Okay, so you're Taiwanese. Now, there are about four or five guys who look like they were from the East, and you're all smoking cigarettes. And I couldn't help but observe the only ones smoking cigarettes seem to be people who are somewhere from the Far East. Yeah. Is smoking, is, am I, is my observation just kind of off the chart? No, no. I mean, I'm sure there's, uh, there's been observation made all around the world that, that says that uh, Middle uh, Eastern people are more, tend to more uh, smoke more than like a Western Is that people. right? Yeah, I mean, if you you know the body exhibi- exhibition, you know how those yeah, uh, all the right. bodies are uh, Asian people, and all you see their lungs are all black, so... Huh, that's kind of goofy. Yeah. Well, okay, so you're from Marietta. You are not yourself from Taiwan. Uh, Your parents, Taiwanese? Yeah, my parents are Taiwanese. Okay, what religion are you? Uh, Christianity. Well, kind of atheist, actually, to be honest. <laughs> my mom is Christian. I see. But I'm and they're more. not here, so you're kind yeah. of atheist. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. I just so you can smoke cigarettes. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're Christian, you can still smoke cigarettes. I don't think it's such a big deal. But all right, so why? Let me guess. You kind of grew up going to church as a kid, but then you went away to school, and things kind of changed. Well, <laughs> the scientific sort stuff kind of kinda convinced you. Well, yeah, and also because just the influence of my friends, to be honest. Like, it's not really that I'm truly an atheist. Just so much that I don't really like, you know, bother with it. Like, I don't think into that much into it. Mm-hmm. Like, if he really exists, and just like. I feel like I'm not going to go to hell if I don't believe in him. So I don't know. Really? Because you think you're a good person? Yeah, I think I'm a good person. <laughs> By hope. what standard? Well, uh... What if the standard, my young smoking friend, is the Ten Commandments? Do you think that you would be going to hell then? No, I don't think I'd be going to hell. Okay. How come? Have you kept the Ten Commandments? Yeah, so have you Have you ever told a lie? I guess I have, but mm-hmm. to be honest, like I think, just, I don't know. I just think that you know everyone can lie. I mean, it's, it's something that everyone does. Like, that's not, true, but not that's everyone. St- that's still irrelevant. Yeah. Well, right. If a criminal said, "But judge, everybody else fill in the blank," the judge would say, "Don't care. You're standing yeah, before then me." Yeah. Everyone's going to hell, so I guess I'll join the party then. So, yeah. Well, if it is a party, but yeah. if you break the laws, then wouldn't that make you a guilty criminal, like stealing or lusting or? Not honoring your parents or blaspheming God's name? Yeah, I guess. All right. So everybody would be going to hell, but that doesn't concern you? Well, that's not how I choose to believe in God. That's that's actually kind of the reason why I don't believe in the Christianity that people believe in. Like, they believe in strict. You have to follow Ten Amendments or you go to hell. I think it's more, like, loosely based. But that's not what Christianity teaches. Is it not? I mean, no, like I the, said, I'm not, not Christianity. So. But, but you should know what it is before you reject it. Yeah, Christianity does teach that if you break the laws, you do deserve hell. But that seems reasonable, doesn't it? I feel like lying in some part, like, is not 
I feel you're certain degrees. There's certain degrees of lies, you know, okay. that people tell. That's an interesting perspective, but a more important question is not how do I perceive my lie telling. The question is how does God perceive lying. That's a much more important question. Let me share an analogy with you. Follow along okay. with this, okay? I have kids. If yes. I lie, let's say to my son, what's going to happen to me, his daddy? That's uh, depends on what kind of lie you say. Whatever yeah. it is, you pick okay. the worst lie you can imagine. What's going to happen to me? Absolutely nothing, because he's an eleven-year-old kid and he has he has no power. Yeah, well, it's all based on morals. So. All right, but nothing's going to happen to me. Is yeah. the point right? right now? If I lie to my wife, what do you suspect might happen to me? <laughs> she might get a little mad. Uh huh. Yeah. And I might be sleeping on the couch. Uh huh. Now let's say I lie to my boss. I could be fired. Yep. Okay, now something's happening here. Do you see the progression? Yeah. Now let's say I lie to the government. There's a name for that. It's called treason. Mm -hmm. I could be put in jail. Now here's the situation. Follow along. Okay. I have committed the same crime four times, but each time the punishment increased. My crime was the same. The punishment was different. Why? What changed in the scenario? I guess... Authority. Um, That's right. The one yeah. against whom I committed the crime. Yeah. If I commit a crime against a kid, like lying, it's no big deal. But the government is big and it's powerful and it's a big deal. Yep. If you lie and it is a sin against God himself, who's above governments, who controls the universe, all of a sudden we start to realize why the Bible would teach all liars will have their part in a lake of fire. Because your crime, young man, isn't just against the person you lie. It's primarily against the creator of the universe. And okay. because he is so big and so holy and so esteemed, your crime is worthy of infinite punishment because it was committed against an infinitely holy God. But I'm not lying to God. Sure you are. So when... All right. <laughs> it's not like you're telling him the lie, but it's, a, it's one of his laws. Okay, like when you speed, the judge who gives you the ticket... You didn't commit speeding against him. He's the enforcer of the law. Okay. God is the enforcer of the laws. So All when right. you tell a lie, you've broken one of his laws. Well, I guess. Yeah, right? you're right. So now you can understand why hell at least would be reasonable. It's not that our crimes are so amazingly stupendous. Like, you probably never murdered anybody. Yeah. But you have been angry at somebody and you've called people names or you've flipped them off. Yeah. Right? So you've been angry inside of your heart and inside of your head. And God sees what's going on there. And that's a violation of his principles. And because it is against his laws, against his character, and because his character is so big and holy, the punishment is worthy of eternal punishment. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is exactly the reason why I'm kind of atheist, because I feel like Christianity is it based so strictly on rules. I think This is my personal view, obviously. If you're a hard Christian, you wouldn't, you wouldn't agree with me. I just feel like... He wouldn't make us just to put rules like this on us. Well, I feel like Christianity is based upon restricting yourself from what your biology, you know, like, you know, we like to have sex you know, and stuff like that. Like if we smoke, yeah, we smoke, we like it. I feel like Christianity is based upon a rule just to like restrict all that. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You went to church as a kid, right? Yeah. In as succinct a sentence as you can create, what is the good news of Christianity? A good news? Oh, Christianity, it gives people hope. You know? Why? Because it feels like just, some, just something greater to life. Yeah. No. Nope. That's what I've got Specifically, why would you as a Christian have hope? There's got to be a reason, otherwise it's a placebo. I guess 
so that I have a set of morals. Like, people won't... <laughs> I don't know the answer. What is Easter? I don't know. Dude, this is why your understanding of, of Christianity <laughs> is skewed. You've just heard the rules. You've just heard the laws, which are there. You've just heard about hell, which is there. And sinners go there. But God is rich in mercy, and he wants to save sinners. It is his desire to save a guy like you. But there's a little problem here. You're a guilty criminal, and God is good, and he'd like to demonstrate mercy on you. But if a judge let a guilty criminal go because he's just being a nice guy, is that a just judge who lets bad criminals go? No. That's a bad judge who lets guilty people go. But if somebody would step into the courtroom and pay the fine or take the penalty for the guilty criminal, then the judge could say, I can set you free because justice has been satisfied. Your fine has been paid. So your situation is you're guilty before God, the judge, but somebody has paid your fine for you. Who paid your fine so that you don't have to go to hell? Yes, if you're a Christian, I guess Jesus did. That's right. That's the good news of Christianity. Okay. God is angry at sinners. There's no question about it. But God delights in saving sinners. And in order to do that, he sent his son to take the punishment you deserved. Yeah, I guess. I that's guess that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's shocking good news. I mean, that's as if Jesus lived your life and was punished for it, and you get to exist as if you lived his life. It's the great exchange where you can have your sins forgiven. Yeah. All right, well, uh, okay. but that's but just so you can go, but dude, yeah, <laughs> that's the rest of the story. And before you render a verdict on Christianity, you should know that that's the good news, and your decision about it should be made on understanding it fully. That God wants to save a sinner like you. He sent His Son Jesus to die for you, and now you must repent and put your trust in Him. And God promises, if you will do that, all of your sins, your wrongdoings, will have been paid for by Jesus. You will be set free, you will be adopted as his child, and you will go to heaven based on the good work of Jesus. That's the good news of the gospel. So as you scoot off and relight that heater that seems to have gone out, dude, ask the question, is what this stranger said to you true? That's the big question as you walk away. I mean, the stuff you're saying is based on Christianity. And but is it true? Because if it's true and you die, you're going to hell. But if it's true, you could also be forgiven and rescued from your situation because yeah. of the goodness of Jesus. So that is either true or false. So make that determination what it is, okay? okay. Think about it today. Fair enough? <laughs> All right. All right. You're a gentleman. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Goodbye. See ya. How many kids, do you suppose, like that go to church? <laughs> well, at least he heard about the laws and hell that's pretty good but he never heard the gospel this is a reminder to all of us do not assume pastor don't assume it with your flock sunday school teacher don't assume it with the kids and mom and dad don't assume it with your very own children we are at georgia tech it's a witness wednesday this is wretched radio just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives? That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing. And when she got here, it was just, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. Here's a fun fact. Did you know Todd also hosts a daily TV program? Yep, that's right. Wretched TV is a daily 30-minute program containing live witnessing encounters, conversations about tough theological issues, and like a jillion other things. And you can find Wretched TV pretty much everywhere. It's airing on over 135 Christian TV networks. You'll also find the show on streaming services like Roku, American Gospel TV, Answers in Genesis TV, Amazon Fire TV, and as always, very trustworthy and reliable wretched.org this of course is only possible because of our gospel partners it's through their kindness and generosity and commitment to the gospel that we're able to reach millions of people all over the world every year and so can i ask you to please pray about partnering with us in our efforts to preach the gospel equip the saints and strengthen the local church you can find out more about becoming a wretched gospel partner at wretched.org slash donate Typical radio commercials will have one big shebang, the opening line. Do we have your attention now? This particular commercial has eight. Have we got your attention now? MediShare, affordable biblical health sharing, will save the average family $500 per month. Second, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to typical health insurance. Double, that's that's times two if you weren't homeschooled. A massive network of providers to choose from. MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. They've been around for 25 years. $4 billion in healthcare bills have been shared. If you call them now, you will save on the joining fee. They're going to erase it. That's another $170. This is a limited time offer, which means make it snappy. Call one 844 4434 Bible 84434 Bible Did I mention 84434 Bible to get your MediShare quote in under 2 minutes Know your church fathers Cyprian was a 3rd century theologian from Carthage, North Africa, where he served as bishop until he was beheaded under Emperor Valerian. Cyprian authored a book called On the Unity of the Church, stressing the unity of the universal church as well as the importance and authority of the local church. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It is Witness Wednesday. I am at Georgia Tech. Hey, why are you staring at me? Uh looking at that actually it's a uh, it's a radio device will you talk to me on the radio for a minute yeah sure where are you from young man i'm from here georgia you're from georgia yeah very cool the bible belt the what this is the bible belt you've uh, never heard that term oh no, no, no i don't know what that is the bible belt in america this is like the most christian part of the country is the south so yeah. they call it the bible belt oh okay yeah that's yeah. you've never heard that term no, i never heard this are you a are you a bible belter are you a bible guy uh, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian? Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you a favor then, my Christian friend. Okay. Tell me why I should become a Christian. Why you should become yeah. a Christian? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the right thing to do. The Bible says so. Okay. Yeah. But why should I? What's in it for me? What's in it for What you? do I get out of this deal? Because right, right now, let's say 
I'm a Muslim and I'm very content. Okay. Is the Bible still the right thing? Uh, yeah. Are you saying the Quran is wrong? I'm saying it's not the Bible. Are you saying it's wrong? It's wrong. I don't uh, have a machete on me. You can tell me. <laughs> uh, wrong. Like, there might be some... It might tell you to do some things that are good, but... It's it, not, te- it teaches that Jesus is just a prophet and he didn't die on a cross for your sins. No, is, it, is it wrong? wrong? Okay. So why should I become a Christian again? Why should you become a Christian? Yes. You were going to tell me why. Oh, yeah, because you want to follow the teachings and go to heaven. You know? Why? Why? Yes. Oh, because you don't want to go to hell. I mean, that'd be kind of weird. You know? Why would I go there? I'm a good guy. Oh, well, you're still not following the, what the Bible says, though. What does the Bible say? You have to worship God. I do in my own way. In your own way. I don't know if that's going to cut it, you know? Why not? Are you one of those judgmental people? Uh, no, no, actually, I'm right. very open. Is God judgmental? Uh, very. Is he? Yeah. Is God okay with people being Buddhists and Hindus and Muslims? Is he okay with it? Mm-hmm. I think, like, worshiping a God that isn't God, I don't think he's okay with that. So anybody who's worshiping the wrong God, what happens to them when they die? Oh, I mean, you're asking somebody who's not... I didn't. I mean, I know you go to hell. That's you go to hell. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna go to heaven. All right. How come? How come? Yeah. Where are you going when you die? Where am I going? Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can't say for sure where I'm going. Really? Yeah. I thought Christians could. Well, yeah, but you know, I can't predict it. Well, right now at this very moment, if I die, this this car gets this car somehow gets picked up. It kicks into gear, runs you over. You're splat. <laughs> What's good? Where are you going? I mean, I hope I go to heaven. But you don't know for sure. No. What kind of a Christian are you? What kind of a Christian am I? What stripe? What flavor? Flavor? Yeah. Baptist, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian, Mormon. Did I just say that? What are you? <laughs> I'm a Baptist. You're a Baptist. Yeah. So don't Baptists believe that they are going to heaven for sure when they die? Uh, yeah, but um, I'm slowly getting there. You know? Yeah. So what does that mean, so slowly getting there? So working, it's, it takes time for me. I don't understand that. What do you mean you're slowly getting there? Um, my family wasn't religious that much, but I'm trying to, you know. Figure it out. Uh, figure what out? Being Baptist. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm trying to, you know, I'm slowly, like, fully coming into myself about the Bible. I'm about following the seasons, I'm... If I asked all of your friends to get together, mm-hmm. and I asked your friends and your family yeah. what the most important thing is in your life, what would they say? In my life? Mm-hmm. Oh, my family? Okay. Yeah. They, they wouldn't say Jesus? No, they would probably say my family. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, if Jesus isn't first in your life, it would be safe to say that you still are not following him. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So, how does somebody become a Christian? How do you become one? Yeah. Um, you have to follow the teachings of God. Right. You have to worship yeah. Him. And you have to. We're, we're here, the Ten Commandments. How many of the Ten Commandments do you think you've kept? Do I think I've kept? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't say for certain. How many lies have you told in your life? In my life, mm-hmm. I can't keep track. Okay. How many things have you stolen in your life? Stole. Yeah. So when I was younger, 
All right. Stuff. Well, it doesn't matter when it happened. Yeah. So you've stolen something. Uh-huh. And that dishonored your parents. So you have broken the commandment of honoring your father and mother, correct? Yeah. All right. How many times have you taken God's name in vain? You know what that means? To use God's name in a low sort of way? To, to use it as a curse word? Uh, OMG. I don't think I do that. All right. Have you ever done that? Um, use the name of Jesus in kind ahead. of a loose way? All right. Let you figure that out. Okay. How many times do you think that you have lusted after a woman today? Today? Yep. Uh, I don't think I have. Today. today. Yeah. But it's early. <laughs> All right. But you've done that, correct? Uh, before? Yes. Ever? Yeah. Right. Okay. Because Jesus said you don't have to commit the physical act of adultery. Yeah, I know. You, you just it. think. And God's got you tagged because he sees your heart. Uh-huh. Same thing with anger. He sees you as a murderer at heart because it's well, not just what we do. It's what we think. Are you a Christian? Yes, sir. I am. All right. But this might help you figure something out. All mm-hmm. right. So let's say today is the day that you die and the books are opened on your life. And God knows how many times you've taken his name in vain and how many times you've lied and lusted and you've coveted things that didn't belong to you. He knows it all. Yeah. Would God see you as being innocent or guilty? Oh, I would be guilty. All right. So you're a guilty man. What should God do with a guilty person like you? Send you to heaven? Send you to hell? Well, guilty people don't go to heaven. So I guess That's I'm, right. Not going. So you'd go to hell? <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've resolved something today. Oh, well, assuming I didn't pray this morning and tell God forgive me for all my sins. And okay. All right. So what are you saying? Oh, I'm still going to I didn't do that this morning. Okay. Let me give you some good news. Yeah. All right. Jesus said that unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. You've got to be born again. And you yeah. might be, but you're just confused about some things. Okay. Being born again means when you get to that point in your life, when you realize I am not a good person, I'm a bad man, and I've sinned against the only true God. And I'm sorry, and I'm going to turn from my sins and put my trust in Jesus. This is crucial because Jesus is the one that allows you to be forgiven because he's the one who took the punishment that you deserve. That's what Jesus was doing on this earth, keeping all the laws that you've broken, taking the punishment that you deserve, God punishing his own son on your behalf. So all of your bad sins were put on Jesus and all the goodness and the punishment that he took can be credited to your account so you can be forgiven completely all of your sins past present and future and you don't need to repent every five minutes to be forgiven again and again you need to call out to god for mercy turn from your sins put your trust in his son and he promises if you will come to him he will not cast you out he will forgive all of your sins and grant you everlasting life and then you'll wake up in the morning saying Thank you for for giving me another day. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. I'm sorry for the bad things that I do. I have been a disobedient child, but I'm still your child. Thank you for adopting me into your family. And then you go about your day glorifying God. You live your life with him in the center of it. So the question is, have you been born again? Did you get to that point in your life where you called out to God, turn from your sins and put your trust in his son for the complete forgiveness of sins? Uh, no, I haven't gotten there yet. Like I said, it's like a, I'm slowly getting there. Okay. You know, eventually I'll be. All right, let me encourage yeah. you to hurry it up. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Because having some form of religion, just saying some prayers in the morning, uh-huh. it's not what God is looking for. He's not looking for a hat tip first thing in the morning, and then you go about living your life any way you want to. He's looking for you to realize, wow, he's good. He sent his son to die for me. I want to follow that God. 
you turn from your sins and you put your trust in his son fully and completely and then all of your sins will be forgiven and your guilty conscience will be cleansed and you'll know that you are his child so if that hasn't happened to you yet make sure that you examine yourself see if you are in the truth make your calling and election sure don't die in your sins don't die with some form of religion but without having a relationship with your savior am i making sense to you oh yeah okay because that's what christianity is about it's not just about formal prayers it's about actually knowing the living god your creator and maker who will judge you in righteousness and send you to hell or who will forgive you this day if you will call out to him and put your trust in his son all right so i'm not your judge i'm walking away <laughs> examine yourself and dude if you aren't saved, if you aren't born again, remember, this is an offer of kindness. Jesus died for you, a sinner. Call out to him. Turn from your sins. It doesn't mean you become perfect, but you've got a new attitude about your sins. You don't want him anymore. You want him instead. And he says, then I'll save you. Until then, you're an enemy of God. But he will yeah. make you a friend because of what Jesus did on your behalf. Do you have a Bible? Yeah. Okay. Open it up and see if what I'm telling you is true. Because it doesn't matter what I say. What matters is what does the Bible say and is it true. So crack open that Bible and start reading the book of Romans. Can you remember that? Yeah. All right. Read the book of Romans and you're going to realize, wow, God's actually got a plan to save me. He's got a way to forgive me. He's a good God. He's a saving God. I'm a bad man and he's a good God. And he will make me his child. That's a good deal. Read the book of Romans. All right? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, I'm glad we bumped into each other. All right, man. Goodbye. All right. See you. Fellow had the most quizzical look I've ever seen. <laughs> Same thing goes for you. Read the book of Romans. Repent. Trust his son. This is Wretched Radio. And this is Wretched News on Wretched Radio. And I'm Jimmy Hicks. And today we start with tragic news about Jessa Duggar, who recently suffered a miscarriage. And initially, you might expect folks to have, I don't know, compassion, but I guess who has time for compassion when there's a narrative to push? Unfortunately, the extreme left has been purporting that she had an abortion. It's sick and twisted, but right on brand. Whether you're a Duggar fan or not, this is a difficult thing for anyone to ever have to go through. Prayers for peace and healing and comfort. To Jessa Duggar and her family. Now on to politics, where we've just received another gem from our president who apparently thinks that, uh, uh, w well, I I'm not going to do it justice. Let him tell you what he thinks. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, Joe, but your ethnicity has nothing to do with why people might think the other. And in other news, Shia Raishik, the woman behind the libs of TikTok, is writing a new children's book. And finally, we have something we can actually feel comfortable letting our children read because this book, not attempting to groom your children, it's actually warning them of the dangers of grooming. Good on her. Well, you remember Jazz Jennings from the original transgender show, I Am Jazz? Well, recently he, yeah, I'm still going to say he, but he recently admitted that all of the surgeries and affirmations didn't help him at all. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Mutilating your body and being celebrated for it doesn't actually feel that emptiness that only the Holy Spirit can feel. 
And speaking of things that are failing, it appears that CNN ended February with its lowest ratings in a decade among 25 to 54-year-olds. That's the money demo. It appears that all that... Breaking news isn't appealing as they thought it was. Well, have you heard the good news from Mercedes-Benz? They're going to start installing the Chinese app TikTok into the dashboard of their cars. What could possibly go wrong with China knowing your exact location at any given moment or being able to watch videos while you're driving? Because that seems safe. Well, Christian Ministry has responded after the SatanCon convention announced a sellout. Intercessors for America said in a statement, quote, our prayers will make a difference yet again. They promise a weekend of blasphemy in Boston. Well, let's pray for a weekend of holiness and seeking God. Amen. And that's been your Wretched News. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. The book of Isaiah is a collection of prophecies given to Isaiah. It can be divided in two parts. Isaiah delivered bad news to Israel and the surrounding nations concerning God's judgment, and he delivered good news of salvation for those who repent. Isaiah also offers detailed prophecies concerning the coming Messiah who offers eternal salvation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. Hello. Hey. Well, as long as you're as long as you're walking this way, can I talk to you on the radio? Sure. Cool. I got a question for you. Okay. What religion are you? I don't practice religion actively. You don't? I do not. I couldn't tell from looking at you. Okay. There's no way to tell. Right. How come you don't practice any religion? Because I feel like my connection with God doesn't need to come through a church or a synagogue or a temple. It can come through the world around us. And who is your God? I mean, how can you possibly define that? Well, I, well, I was just kind of following your cues a little bit. You said that you don't think that in order to commune with God, so I, I thought maybe you had some sort of a definition for who your God is. I mean, I would say that God is just a greater being that helps us be better human beings. Okay. Does he have a name? No. Okay. And why does he want us to be better human beings? I mean, sort of like a parent wants their child to be better. Okay. And what happens if we're not better? Like a like a child, you get disciplined, but God still loves you. Okay. Is there any is there any ultimate punishment, spanking, penalty for being a naughty child? Um, I mean, who can really know or say? I don't know. I don't have the right answer to that. Have you been a naughty child or a uh, good child? Depends on your definition of naughty or good, doesn't it? What do you think it is? I think I've been a good child, but I would say that a lot of people would consider... Or not a lot of people, but there are definitely people who would consider that I've been not good. Let's try the Ten Commandments. Okay. Are you familiar with those? Yes. Thou shalt not lie. Yep. Have you done that? I mean, everybody's told at least a white lie. Oh. But I don't care I what color you call it, I agree. I definitely strive to be honest at all, all at right. all times. But you failed. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Have you stolen anything in your life? Hmm, that's a good question. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Candy money from your parents, downloading music. Um, I have downloaded music, yeah. And told your boss you worked eight hours when it was really seven and a half. No, I haven't done that. All right, good on you for that. But you've stolen something. Right. Okay. How many times do you think that you were naughty as a child to your parents, to your earthly parents? 
A good amount. I was, okay. a, I was an actor. You were a kid. Yeah. Like everybody else. Yeah. Okay. How's about purity of thought, your thought life, lusting, sexual thoughts and right. desires about somebody you're not married to? Yeah, I definitely have done that. You've definitely done that. So yes. not so much a pure brain. Right, definitely. But I, I mean, that's another, I mean, that's a difference that I have with Christianity that I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Okay. All right. You think it's a good thing? I think it's natural. I think everybody does it. And it could I, be natural, but that doesn't make it good. I mean, I don't think it's inherently wrong. I think that there are wrong ways to go about it. You know what? You know how I learned in a practical way that that's a bad thing? Sure. I had daughters. Mm -hmm. And the thought of some guy having thoughts like that about my daughter, or my wife for that matter, does not make me happy. I think there's just something about it that, let's face it, we kind of know. That's why we don't share those thoughts. I mean, imagine this. Let's say I put a computer chip behind your ear mm -hmm. and recorded every thought that went through your brain for one week. Right. Then I pulled everybody together and we put that little computer chip into a big projector and we could see all of your thoughts on the big screen. Right. What do you think everybody would think about that? I mean, I think that if you did that to pretty much anybody, I don't disagree. Happy. I agree. No, me too, dude. I agree. It would take a very big screen for my little chip. Right. Okay. But yours too, right? Right. Okay. So based on that standard... You really haven't been a good child, have you? Based on the Ten Commandments? No. That's why I said I would say that a bunch of people consider that yeah. I haven't. But I don't, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't believe in the Ten Commandments. So. Okay. But let's say that the God who created you mm -hmm. does believe in the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Then it's kind of irrelevant what we think. Well, true. But, but there's no possible way to know. And so... He might not care, or he might Tell us care. about your conscience, that little thing inside of your brain that goes, oh, that wasn't good. I, yeah, I've definitely done things that I've thought that yeah. about, but the the key is to strive to not have those okay. things happen about Now, let's just say, because mm -hmm. we were talking about, like, a final judgment day or a justice system right. where naughty children got punished. Right. If you would be classified as a naughty child because mm -hmm. you've broken God's mm -hmm. laws, what would he do with you? Would he reward you or punish you? I mean, how? I mean, I don't know. But either way, I accept responsibility for my life choices because okay. I've actively made them, and that's my. I mean, that's how which I was is, raised. Which is, which is a manly thing to say. But let's just back up for a second. Okay. I think we can say what God would do with a naughty child. Wouldn't a God who is a good parent punish and discipline a naughty child? Isn't somebody who's just? But, but I mean, you can be just. And you can also be forgiving and loving. and That's interesting. But here's a problem, though. Let's mm -hmm. say that there's a judge who's sitting on mm -hmm. your court case. No, think of somebody you really don't like, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. That guy's really a guilty criminal, bad dude. Standing before the judge, and the judge says, look, you are so guilty, and you should be punished, but I'm good, and I'm going to let you go. What would you think about a judge who simply turned his back to justice and let a criminal go? Okay, there's a difference between a judge doing that and a parent or a god doing that. I understand, that. but it's a pretty reasonable analogy. What would you think of but, that judge? But, like, going back to when I was a kid and I got in trouble, which I did, my parents' punishment wasn't to spank me or to, I don't know, whatever other punishments you could... It was go to your room and sit there and think about what you've done wrong and what you can do to not do that wrong again. Okay. And when you're ready to come out of your room and you think you've made peace with your mistake, then you can come out. And so that's that's a way that right. I was but being think, punishment, think punished. Justice. I was learning from my mistakes, right. but I wasn't being harmed or being... They, they were still showing compassion and forgiveness. Do you think anybody who breaks the law should ever be punished? Oh, yes. Okay. So rapists and murderers? Yeah, they should okay. definitely be punished. Okay. Now, if the standard of God goes beyond rape and murder, 
And let's say his standard is purity of thought and truth coming mm-hmm. out of our mouth. So lying and lusting would be crimes before God. Right. And he should punish them. But you're still associating God as a judge, whereas for me, I still associate him as a parent. And so a, a judge has a duty towards justice. They right. have to. But, but don't you think God, God does? So God is going to let the rapists and the murderers go? I think that God, he might punish them, but I don't think he has to but send them to good? a hell or to a... Well, that's a little bit different, but don't you think it's good that God sees all the crimes that are happening, mm-hmm. keeps tabs on it so that someday they aren't going to be cold cases, he's going to deal with them and they're going to get what they've deserved? Wouldn't that be good? I think that, that you're talking about a, re- a form of revenge, and I think that revenge is not... Well, revenge is if you're just angry and spiteful and doing it to get even. But if a crime has been committed, justice demands punishment. All right, now, you were saying that you disagree with the Christian thing because of that, right? Mm-hmm. There's more to the Christian story than just people going to hell. I understand that. What and I think that there so are some extreme truths in the Bible, but I think that reading it as a fact or reading it as, okay, this is exactly what we have to believe is not is not true because, because the Bible wasn't written directly by God. It was written... By man, and so there is room for error. Inspired men to write his word down. What does that word say? The Bible says that God says that, but we, like, I I haven't talked to God, so I don't know that that's true. Okay. So what does the Bible say? God did, so you don't have to go to hell. He sent His Son to forgive us for His sins, because punishment is due to you and me. Justice had to be served. Jesus took the punishment. You've broken God's laws. Jesus paid your fine so that the just judge of all the world can release you, forgive you, set you free because your fine has been paid by Jesus. Here's my last question for you. Is it true that Jesus Christ has died who came to this earth to die for you a sinner? How could I possibly know that? I wasn't alive 2,000 years ago. Okay. You should figure it out somehow. Use your smart guy. You're studying here at Georgia Tech. Get your, get your sleuth and shoes on and figure this out. Because if what Jesus said is true, there's going to come a day of judgment where he's going to judge you and he'll give you what you've deserved, all right, for mm-hmm. the lying and the lusting. And it won't be a good day for you. His judgment will be thorough. Every thought, every deed done in darkness, every word you've ever uttered, mm-hmm. everything you failed to do, every time you breathed air and didn't say thank you for using his air, he's going to give you what you purchased for yourself. But... It also claims, the Bible says, that Jesus Christ is God himself who died to forgive a sinner like you. Okay? That's what it teaches. Because if this is true right now, you're in big trouble. But if it's true, there's also good news that you can be forgiven. Now, the big question remains, though, is what I'm saying to you true or not? Because if it's not true, go about your merry way. But if it's true, then you're walking around with God's wrath aimed at your noggin. I mean... I guess that's true, but I think that it's not so black and white as that because there could be a spectrum. My challenge today. is the same. Figure out if it's true, okay? I mean, I, the Bible presents him as a real black and white kind of God. Lusting in your brain is adultery of the heart. It's more than black and white. It's more intense than we can imagine. So if it's true, you're in a world of hurt right now. But forgiveness and mercy is available because God is kind. I mean, I find it hard to believe that even you, for example, have never lusted. Dude, dude. Absolutely. Okay. 
bigger sinner than you, but I'm a forgiven sinner and you're not. Okay, I'm willing. To, I'll step into the front of the light as the chief of sinners. That's, but I've been forgiven and you haven't. That's I think the difference. That's that's not necessarily true. I think that God could forgive me whether I go to church or not, whether I believe in Jesus or not, whether well, I'm Muslim that, or Jewish. Or well, see, that's that doesn't work because Jesus said that He's the only way. He's the only truth. And all the other world systems are wrong, which is another audacious statement for me to make. So figure out if it's true. Okay? All right. All right. Hey, thanks for the chat. No problem. Sorry, I'm a little sweaty. Oh, See you. Goodbye. Hmm. It's Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. Cool. Very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 106 clubs. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe, and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are you, like the rest of us, tired of the same old Christian TV shows? Well, then look no further than Transformed. Season 2 has just been released. If you saw Season 1, then you know Transformed is not your typical Christian production. It offers a unique perspective on biblical counseling by sharing the stories and struggles of people with real issues who are seeking real solutions. I seem to be singled out for mistreatment. Dr. Greg Gifford, Assistant Professor of Biblical Counseling at the Masters University, hosts the show together with Dale Johnson, Executive Director of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. By viewing our circumstances first and not who God is, our judgment's clouded, and Cain is a great example of that. If you're ready to transform your walk with Christ with a profound and lasting impact, Transform Season 2 is available now at wretched.org slash store. I don't know if I've ever had anybody put it that plain to me before for your consideration not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church the masters academy international training men in los angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land that strengthens the local church but there's another way you can do just that we are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, MacArthur Study Bibles, to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas to learn more visit wretched.org pastor or if you like the bible sending idea wretched.org bible hermeneutics a vital part of biblical hermeneutics is an understanding of genre one genre we find in scripture is narrative Narratives tell us of real events with real people in real places at a real time. 
Not everything we read in narratives is condoned by God, but everything we read is part of God working out His plan for the world. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It's Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio at Georgia Tech. The construction continues, and we're talking to pretty much anybody. Have you noticed something that I've just kind of inadvertently been doing, kind of stumbled into it? What I'm asking people is, uh, what religion are you? What religion are you? And nobody's looking at me like, how dare you talk about such a taboo subject? The good news is, said this last week, at least that old canard isn't being used anymore. Well, we can't talk about religion. It isn't an issue at all. You can walk up to pretty much anybody you want to right now and just ask them, okay, is it fireproof? No, it's not perfect. It, somebody might go, oh, that's kind of personal. Okay, but overall, have we not been hearing something a little bit different? That people are willing to talk about it. So don't be scared of that. People are willing, even with a rather crude introduction like this one. There's a guy walking toward me, and I'm going to test my new little theory here to see if you can just ask somebody what their religion is. Hey, young man, while you're walking, could I walk with you and talk to you on the radio? Sure. Cool. What's your first name? Uh, Kevin. Kevin, what religion are you? I'm Catholic. Could you please tell me why I should become a Catholic? Uh, uh, it's not. I'm not. By the way, what's a Catholic doing in the Baptist Bible Belt? Oh, well, I was I was born and raised in Michigan. There you no. go. You're transplant Catholic. Yeah. All right. So convert me. Would you tell me what must I do to become Catholic and why? I'm not. I'm not much of a preacher. Um, why just, are you a Catholic? It's 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 a it's a mindset. I mean, I believe in I believe in God. Um, why? Makes you because we have to be on this this earth for some reason. Um, I mean, the purpose the purpose of humans is to be, uh, you know, it's it's not a, a self fulfilling life that we live. It's more of a, um, you know, giving of ourselves to others for a, a purpose. And I I found that in the in the Catholic faith. So why should I become a Catholic? I, I'm not telling you to be. I'm asking uh, you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If you if you feel the same as the same things that I just said, then uh, could I not find that though in Buddhism? No, you could. I'm not saying Catholic's the right religion. I'm just saying um, it works for you. It works for me. I'm guessing you're a postmodern. Do you know what that is? No. Postmodern is somebody who says something like what you just said. You can believe one thing. I can believe something completely different. They can even be completely opposite, but they're both valid truths because that's what we believe. Yeah? Yeah, that would make you a postmodern. Okay. So if I made a statement like, I believe that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, would you agree or disagree with that? I would have to disagree. That's what Jesus said. Well, I mean... Some people, different different forms of Jesus are in different religions. So no, the what, what the you, one in the Bible said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Well, that's, that's what he said. That's the Catholic version. And that's not the right version? For me, it is. All right. For you, not. All right. Dude, enjoy your day. You See you. Let's just take that little worldview and apply it to reality, shall we? Try that, try that the next time you stop at the Starbucks and tell them that your truth is that everything's free today. Give that one a run. Oh, boy. 
I got to tell you, truly, one of the most clever schemes of the devil has got to be this postmodern mush. Well, that's this kid right here. Hey, young man. Young man. While you're walking, could I talk to you on the radio for just a moment? Uh, I'm fine. You're fine? Does that mean no? All right. Thank you. That's that's a better answer. Don't be all mushy. Don't be all namby-pamby. I'm fine. Just let your yes be yes. I might, I might win the Twisted Scripture Award and your no be no. Let's see if my theory is true that you can simply just blurt out and ask people what their religion is like with this fellow right here. Hey, young man, I'll switch directions. Can I ask you a question on the radio? Sure. Dude, you need some sunblock on your cheeks. You're getting baked. You know that? I do. Dude, you got a voice. You got a sort of kind of that Barry White Thank rumbler you. going on. People Thank tell you, you that, don't they? They do. They ask you if you're in radio. They do. Have you thought about it? I have. Don't do it. Trust okay. me. Don't do it. All right. What religion are you? Um, Christian? Question mark? I don't know. I have a, I have a really different look on religion. I don't really want to identify myself with one thing. Okay. But I do want to at least believe that there is a God. Okay. So who do you think that God is? No idea. You wouldn't call it the Christian God? No. So then you're probably not a Christian. Oh, I don't know if I'd say that either. See, every religion, or every major religion at least, has some same story with the, the floods and uh, all the people. and They're all connected in some way, I feel like. Okay, but if I were, a, let's say, a Buddhist, but I okay. didn't believe in the teachings of Buddha, you'd uh -huh. go, well, dude, you're not a Buddhist. Yes. So you say that you're a Christian, but you don't follow Jesus Christ, right? Well, no, I do. You do? Yeah. But I thought you said you didn't. No, I do. I just right. think that every other religion has their own type of Jesus. Does that make sense? Okay. How's about Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Okay. Basically claiming every other religious worldview that does not name the name of Jesus Christ, that God-man from Galilee, is wrong. Okay. That's what he said. Do you agree with Jesus? Then yes. I better start changing my views. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why do you suppose he would make such a statement? Um, I guess I can't really say because I'm not Jesus, but probably because the Ten Commandments, no idols before me. Very good. Have you kept the commandments? Yeah. So for the most part, I mean, we're not all perfect. I agree with that. How many have you kept? Most of them haven't murdered anyone yet. Jesus said, if you're ever angry with somebody, you're in danger of the judgment, that you're a murderer at heart, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been torqued at somebody driving down the road, flipping them off? Yes, I have. So you're a murderer at heart. Lusting makes you an adulterer at heart. True. Not worshiping the true God, the only God, and understanding him rightly would make you an idolater. True. Have you told lies in your life? I have. Stolen anything? Not from a store. We're going to get killed. Move over to the sidewalk. Doesn't matter where you steal it from. Have you stolen anything? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to trying to find a commandment that you've kept here. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? I have. Dishonored your mom and dad when you were a child? Yes. Kept the Sabbath holy? I have kept the Sabbath holy. So you have honored the Sabbath day the way the Bible expresses it and commands it your entire life? Not every time. Alrighty. Uh, coveting, I think that's our last one. Have you ever desired something that didn't belong to you? I have. Dude, you broke all ten. I know it. All right, who is the sacrifice as the payment for your sins against God? Jesus. 
Jesus Christ died for you, a sinner. Yes. His goodness. He kept all the laws that you couldn't keep. Mm-hmm. He was punished by the Father on your behalf yes. so that your sins could be forgiven. Correct. If a man or woman will repent and put their trust in him and him alone, God will forgive all of their sins and cleanse, cleanse them completely and grant them everlasting life. Correct? Yes. Now, when Jesus makes the statement, I am the way, the truth, the life, mm-hmm. in that context, does it not make more sense that he would go to the trouble of dying for you, a sinner, as the only sacrifice sufficient to satisfy the wrath of the Father. And when we say, well, it's okay, it doesn't matter what you believe in, that would probably make him angry. Probably so. Yeah. So you're a Christian? I am. And you've repented and put your trust in Jesus and him alone? I have, but I guess i got to work on it a little bit, huh? Depends on what you mean by that. What do you think that means? you got to work on it. Probably need to follow my faith a little better. Why do you think you should? Well, in all honesty, it's blind faith. You can never prove anything with fact, especially the existence of Christ or God. So it's just blind faith. So if you have the faith, you have it. If you don't, you don't. I guess. I well, I don't. I don't think it's blind. I think you got a Bible, eyewitnesses who saw Jesus beaten and killed and rise from the dead. True, but we can never verify the facts. Sure, you can. You got eyewitness accounts that wrote it down. I don't know what more you need than that. I mean, eyewitness accounts are only as good as the eyewitnesses themselves. And who's to say that they were even there? Well, they said it. And in order for them to just make that up, if it weren't true, they would have to have been the most wicked men in the entire world. That's But there's no evidence of that. They were men who saw him, saw the miracles, saw him die, saw him rise from the dead, wrote it down so that you could know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and have eternal life. Dude, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start walking the other way. So we're done. But... I'm not the judge of your eternity or your heart, mm-hmm. but Jesus said that unless you're born again, mm-hmm. you will not see the kingdom of God. It basically means you get to the point where you agree. Mm-hmm. He exists. It's true. I've been very bad. I haven't kept the commandments. I've broken each and every one of them, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry because I deserve your wrath, and I'm sorry. And you turn from them, not in perfection, but with a new attitude, and you put your trust in Jesus and him alone, mm-hmm. forsaking any other concepts of God. When you do that, when you humble yourself, he says, I will lift you up. I will save you. I will adopt you. I will forgive all of your sins. Then you go about trying harder, if you will, because you're grateful. Mm-hmm. Not to earn your way or to get your way or to keep your way, but because of what he has done for you. The offer of the gospel is an offer of kindness. Mm-hmm. God died to save you, a sinner. Nobody's ever done anything that kind for you. No. And so if that's the case, you should repent. Turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus, and you will happily follow him all the days of your life because he is good. So examine yourself, the Bible says. See if you're in the truth. I don't know. Your parents don't know. Your pastor doesn't know. You know if you are really God's child right now. That was very good. All right. See you. Thank Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.